how much is your foot bleeding, Lauren? I mean, in the scheme of things of with this week, you know, it's it's all right. I've I've that was the I've best thing hit, that's happened to her all week. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've been hit by a hurricane. My boyfriend's been uh, ran over by a bus. Uh, I I slammed Katie's hand in a, a door. Um, that amongst many many other things. Hi, I'm Katie. Hello, I'm Lauren. I'm Ashley. This is an unreadable book club mini-sode. You you didn't tell Ashley about how you're now Sadie Hoffmiller. Oh wait, what? Oh yeah. So so my yeah, my boyfriend was a victim of a hit and run. He has no memory of, of seeing the car and the crash, and there were no witnesses. For the past few days, I have been putting the pieces of the puzzle together. I scoped the neighborhood out, and I, I uh, tracked down who's got cameras, one being like this funeral home that was on the corner of where the accident took place. I met with a funeral director who's like this really sketchy white dude who refuses to give over the footage to me for reasons I don't know. But I found, okay, you're going to love this, Ashley. So I found a mirror that came from the car that was left at the crash site. And there are numbers at the back of the mirror that reveal what kind of car it was. It was a Jeep Liberty. So now I've been driving around the neighborhood trying to find a Jeep Liberty that looks like like it's been crashed. He would have been hit on the like right side that's missing his, his right rear view mirror. And it happened at like 645 in the morning. So I'm, like, I'm deducing that they were going to work. And uh, yeah, I've been I've been Sadie Hoffmiller, like Hoffmillering all over all over town, trying to find the guy yeah, that hit my boyfriend and, and, and left him for dead. What are you going to do, Lauren? Like if you're like, oh, this is this car fits the bill. Like, are you going to just like knock on? Uh, no, I do have a detective's name and number, so I'm going to just hand her over the case and be like, I did all the hard work for you. <laughs> I cracked the case wide open. So she's also Sadie Hoffmiller. She's Detective Lucille. Yeah, she's Detective Lucille, but... <laughs> Tell her she has huge hips and see what she says. Should you maybe start your own private investigation? I feel like I would be so good at it. It's also a really hot job. I've come up with this uh, timeline of like when the crash happened, because right after the crash when mark that's my boyfriend's name was in uh was on like an adrenaline high he called me he was able to take off his helmet and then get out his phone and call me before he blacked out and then he he doesn't remember calling me and he doesn't remember the crash but the call i so i've i've placed the the timeline of the call the crash and like where the car was heading and now i'm like i'm mapping out everything so i'm like okay well if the car was going down this direction it would have probably been at this block by this time so now i'm there's a water treatment facility like just down the street so now i've reached out for out to them and because they've got cameras everywhere oh my god yeah so i've got to call in with them tomorrow anyway i'm i'm cracking the case wide open <laughs> I didn't realize he was on a bike. I thought he was just like in a No, he was on he was on a scooter and he was on a street that had no stop signs. So he pretty much teed a car that uh that ran a stop sign. He's fine. He's fine now. He had a he did have a brain bleed and a compound fracture uh, uh in his ankle. His his foot looked like a small melon. His foot was just dangling off of his leg. But he's okay now and now he's home and I am his uh nursemaid. I'm kind it's kind of like the movie Misery, but uh where he's James Gunn and I'm Kathy Bates. Except he doesn't write like a lot of really good books that you love. Exactly.
It's the same story. Are you going to break his other leg with a typewriter? Oh, right. Yeah. I have several typewriters, so that's uh, that's always an option. You need like a big, hefty, beady word processor from the 80s. <laughs> I, have, I have that. You know I do. There are so many writers I've wanted to do that to. Just like when they refuse to keep putting out books or they wait too many years in between books. Like Eric Filler, the, the writer for the, the next book we're, we're, we're going to read. Segway. Take it away, Ash. We are reading Transformed for Thanksgiving next by Eric Filler. And I didn't actually pick this one out. Katie did. Oh, you picked this one out? Yeah. Sorry. Okay, so this is a short selection and one that we are encouraging people to read as well, right? It is, it is in the genre of gender swap erotica, which is somehow like not at all queer or gay. I'm gay, so I can say that. <laughs> I don't know. I really like the cover. The cover's great. It looked like a stock photo of a woman with a turkey. She was like a 2004 Britney Spears kind of like fringy crop top. But with like a 99 cent plastic lay. <laughs> and she's holding a cornucopia of corn. I don't know what's in there. I, I don't know what the lay has to do with anything. She's wearing like a lot of like 2004, like low waisted. It's a skirt though. It's like a low rise. Yeah, this is a lot of 2004 energy. When was this written? It, I'm not entirely sure. Oh, 2015. Um, it has one review. It has a two star review out of five stars. It is 34 pages long. And um, should I read the description of it? Uh, yes. Transformed for Thanksgiving, our next title in Unreadable Book Club, is For 20 years, Shiloh always gets stuck doing all the cooking, cleaning, and decorating for Thanksgiving, while her husband Max sits around watching football and drinking beer. Then she makes a wish on the turkey wishbone for a more sensitive spouse. The next thing she knows, she's sharing a New York apartment with a sweet young vegan named Mac. Now Shiloh is the one wearing the pants, but will her new power go to her head? So I I guess it's that she takes advantage of the vegan, of Mac the vegan or something? I don't know. This is like a classic Hallmark Christmas movie where like the country, like suburban mom wishes she had done life differently. And then she wakes up in an alternate universe where she's the road not taken. And she's now in the big city with a high powered job and a fancy boyfriend, but no kids. Turns out she's unfulfilled in the end and just wishes to go home. That sounds like what this is. Yeah. I think she's going to miss Mac. But this is also going to be erotica with vegan Thanksgiving foods or something? Yes. This is also gender swap erotica. Buckle up. That's a lot in 34 pages. The cover art is uh, clearly stock photography. Like, No, I think they shot that. I think somebody shot that. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm excited. I also wonder if that cornucopia is gonna, that she's holding in the cover is going to come into some like sexual foreplay. Like Ooh. what is its role? It Like it's a little bit of foreshadowing that she's going to meet a vegan because candy corn and a corn husk are both vegan. Um, she's 38. Oh, wow. Why is she wearing luau flowers all over herself? She also looks like she's 13 on the cover. So maybe her reality is she lives in Hawaii and then wishful thinking is that she gets her dream and then she ends up in a New York apartment. It says absolutely nothing about Hawaii, which is why that visual is so particularly weird. She also shaved a line in her eyebrow. What is squeaking? Maybe, oh, I gave one of my one of my thousands of dogs a, a new toy. How many dogs do you have? I don't know. 
It's so much more exciting if they were like, we need a cover. Okay, this is what would look good. And then they very specifically hired that woman, put her in that outfit in 2015, handed her candy corn from a dollar store and then had her pose. No, it's clearly some Craigslist girl, you know, that answered an ad, came down. He had a couple of outfits. But also, I don't even know what style was in 2015. Like everything's a blur. Like what were people wearing in 2015? That was five years ago. I feel like we need another five years to really be able to. Allegedly shredded denim sportswear. Oh, that was um, health goth. What? Health goth is like basically wearing like workout gear that's all like black and nice and kind of like sleek. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Wait, Katie, did there is there a review for this book that you can read aloud? Did somebody write anything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there was that review. So let me see. Yeah, let me see if it was just like a starred review or if they actually. I saw two reviews. Oh, really? One person was think, said, thankful for this. Patrick wrote that. Uh, Lainey wrote, the plot makes no sense and it shits all over the premise of someone wishing for a better partner in marriage. I don't understand this at all. It's not romantic. It's not transgender or even erotic. It's not really anything at all. I kept reading, wondering if the if the story would have would have a point, but no, no, it didn't. Blatant fetishist Amazon Kindle garbage book. It's a total waste of space. How is it fetishist at all? It just sounds like it's a badly written story that has nothing to do with like erotica. Maybe that's where the food, the vegan food, comes in. They get erotic with the vegan food. Yeah. Okay. So this person wrote. Okay. So they their headline was so sad. And then they said, well-written story. The characters I found to be very sad. The wife has 38 years to learn how selfish her husband is. Yet when changed, she becomes as useless as he ever was. So nothing to enjoy reading. Most of us live with unhappiness. Thus, reading about it is no fun. That's not true at all. Some of the best books I've ever read have been about unhappiness. Unhappiness. People who are unhappy. I just feel really sad. Yeah, I know. So we're going to read a very sad 35 page book that's masquerading as erotica. Uh, Um, Is there anything that we wanted to point out that we missed on the last episode? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I would like to point out something. In an interview, Josie S. Kilpack revealed that her favorite book as a child was The Witch of Blackbird Pond, which was also my favorite book. And I would reread that into adulthood every time I went home for Christmas. So I feel like an even stronger connection to the author of that book we just savagely reviewed. Are you worried she's going to she's gonna listen to that I was podcast? thinking about that. The thing is that she probably isn't discussed in that many podcasts yeah but that's why we also tried to we tried to end the thing on a on a high note and speak to the silver lining of the of the book i mean the silver lining is i legitimately enjoyed it even though i enjoyed making fun of it too and i loved her two other books i was bored to death and didn't finish the book i mean i was shocked i was like genuinely i had like a usual suspects kaiser sose moment at the end so when are, when when are we uh, when are we doing this or when is this dropping? It'll drop like I don't know some point before Thanksgiving. I can't wait. Um, we oh just you know check back for when our next episode is dropping. Follow us on Patreon, Unreadable Book Club. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, whatever. Bye. Bye. Okay, are you turning us off before? Yeah, let me turn. I forgot we have to turn it off.